Hi, Green Junkie. I'm your host, Stephanie Moran. And today I have the pleasure of speaking with Ariel Green, the founder of Brown Girl Podcast and Naturally Mermaid. Ariel is the host of the Sustainable Brown Girl Podcast and Community, a platform created to highlight Black, Brown, and Indigenous women within the sustainable movement. Through sharing the stories of these women, Ariel aims to inspire other women of color to make better choices for the health of their bodies and the planet. Ariel also shares more of her own personal sustainability journey on her YouTube and Instagram called Naturally Mermaid. If you love hearing new ways you can reduce your impact on the environment, please subscribe to the Green Junkie podcast on whatever platform you get your podcasts. That way you will never miss another Green Living episode. Hi, Ariel. Thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate it. Yes. Hi, Stephanie. I'm so excited to chat with you today. Thanks for having me on. Of course. So, I would love for you to just kind of tell us a little bit about yourself and maybe how you grew up. Did you grow up in a sustainable family or was it something that you kind of learned as you became an adult? Yeah, well, um, you know, I I feel like sustainability, like the term is such like a, you know, a new hip term. So I don't, you know, I wasn't intentionally brought up like with caring for the planet like first. However, I will say that growing up, my mom like took me and my sister to parks all the time, you know, so I definitely grew up in an atmosphere where I appreciated nature and was out in nature often. And one of my earliest memories like goes back to when I was driving in the car with my grandfather And I had just gotten done like eating an apple or something. (laughs) And I think we were driving on the freeway and like I let the window down and like tossed my apple outside, you know, because I'm like, oh, you know, like it's it's an apple, you know, like the birds can eat it or something. But my grandfather got so upset. He's like, you don't litter, you know. And so like that, that really kind of had an impact as well, you know, as far as, you know, knowing to not to litter and to take, you know, care of the planet. So yeah, between like going, you know, out in nature with my mom and, you know, my grandfather, and then also to, um, I think a important part of sustainability, like now is like thrifting and like secondhand shopping and stuff. So we didn't have a lot of money growing up, you know, my mom's a single parent and all that. So we would like shop at thrift stores a lot. My aunts would go to yard sales. And so, you know, just like using everything, reusing things and caring about the outdoors was part of my upbringing. So, you know, it kind of makes sense now for me to, you know, care about the environment and stuff, um, you know, judging from my upbringing. But, you know, like growing up, it wasn't necessarily I'm being sustainable, you know. And I think growing up, there was a lot of families that, you know, went into nature, thrift shopped and all those things, but there wasn't a name for it, right? No one called it like, oh, you're living green or you're sustainable, right? It was just sometimes how families survived, right? They they got hand-me-downs or secondhand clothing and but people didn't realize it was like living green. So was there like a shift? Like, so went through your childhood, you know, you're, you know, you thrift shopped and, and all that kind of stuff. Was there like a shift in adulthood where it was like, okay, 
I need to like step up and start being more conscious of the decisions that I'm making. Yeah. Well, I would say like after high school um, or maybe around high school and college, when you you care more about your appearance (laughs) Um, and this was around the time, you know, like fast fashion shops were popping up like forever 21 and route 21. So like getting fashionable clothes was a lot more affordable then. So I kind of went through a phase where I wasn't shopping a lot, but I was not shopping secondhand anymore. And I, you know, was shopping fast fashion and not putting you know, the planet first, but of course that was before I knew how awful fast fashion was. <laughs> but so I would say that I had that period, like, um, up until like shortly after college. So like around, well, I graduated from college like a long time ago, but <laughs> we'll just say like, um, four, four-ish years ago when I started learning more about climate change and, like, you know, sustainability and zero waste was becoming more of, you know, terms that were used. I started thinking more about my impact. And then also, too, one thing that really kickstarted my journey was caring about, like, what types of ingredients were in my products. So it wasn't necessarily coming from a planet-first mindset, but you know, I was concerned about parabens and, you know, all these chemicals and stuff that are harmful for our bodies and then also harmful for the planet. So when I, you know, like learned about those different ingredients and stuff, I started making switches to products that had better ingredients. And then with that, I kind of felt like I went down a rabbit hole to <laughs> looking more at the impact those that those ingredients also have on the planet. And that's what kind of led me into my you know, sustainability, environmental mindset. <laughs> I love that. Uh, I started very similar to you. It was the ingredients. It was food and ingredients yeah. that really got me started. So I was pregnant with my daughter. So I was like, I don't want to put this stuff on my body. It just doesn't seem safe. <laughs> and like you yeah, said, it's right. a rabbit hole, right? You start, no matter how you enter your journey, it's like, it all leads to almost the same thing <laughs> somehow. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. Because, yeah, because those things are, you know, like they we put them on our bodies, like, you know, talking talking about parabens, for example, and, you know, like in your body wash and stuff. And as you're washing in the shower that goes into your water stream and, you know, that can Mm -hmm. harm the planet. So, yeah, it's definitely correlated. One hundred percent. So you have a podcast called Sustainable Brown Girl. And you have also another, you have Naturally Mermaid, but I would love to know what kind of made you say, I need to start this podcast. I need to start this platform. Um, And also, what is it exactly if you were to like explain it? Yeah. Okay. So (laughs) first I'll start with Naturally Mermaid because that kind of came first. Like I always, I mean, I started a YouTube channel I don't know, several years ago, but I didn't really have a niche, you know, so it's kind of like, you know, just kind of seeing what what sticks. And so once I started my sustainability journey, I kind of started making videos in regards to that. And so while I was on YouTube, like looking for other content creators, I didn't see many 
people of color who were, you know, talking about the same things. And I'm, I'm like, there's no way I'm the only person <laughs> who cares about the planet who's, you know, black or brown. So that's what kind of led me into going on down a rabbit hole, like on Instagram. And I started just looking for different people, women of color who were interested in environmentalism and, you know, their impact on the planet. And so I was able to find so many people, you know, doing different things. It's not just like this person is zero waste or whatever. It's like everyone kind of has their own specialty or, you know, like their own areas of interest. And that's where Sustainable Brown Girl was started. Like I started an Instagram account first. It was kind of like a feature account where I would, you know, like feature different black and brown women who were like doing sustainability things. And from there, that was like August 19, August 2019. And then, you know, the pandemic happened and I'm like, well, everyone's like, you know, at home. So maybe I should start this podcast because I'm kind of <laughs> shy, you know, and like, I don't want to bother people, but I'm like, well, if everyone's at home and they're already like doing Zoom and stuff, like, let's just start this podcast. <laughs> so I I wanted to have a way to help these women to tell their stories, you know, because like on Instagram, you know, there's a certain word, word count and all that. You can only say so much, but in a podcast, like you can really share these stories and amplify and, you know, get more people to be like, hey, that sounds interesting to me. I can do that. Or I never thought about that before. So yeah, that's how the Sustainable Brown Girl podcast started. I love it how you... <laughs> accidentally started your podcast <laughs> like hmm, <laughs> people are at home right to start right. a podcast <laughs> I'm such an overthinker I had to but you have such a great podca- podcast because I love how you feature all these women that do really cool things like really cool right. things you know mm-hmm. and how they started their businesses and and how they talk about sustainability like I just think it's it's wonderful I don't remember how I found you I think I found you on Instagram first and mm-hmm. I probably went down a rabbit hole following people on Instagram, which right. led me to you. And I'm so grateful I did because you bring so much goodness to the table and really great conversations around women of color and indigenous people like indigenous women that, you know, some stuff I might not have consciously thought about, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's, I appreciate your platform so much um, where you have mm-hmm. these like really important conversations. So yeah, you started your podcast and you wanted to amplify, amplify weight, like women of color and indigenous people. So what, what kind of stories do you, do you have people sharing on your podcast, you know, if people wanted to like hop in and listen, like what, what kind of women, I know you have, you know, have women of color and it's just, but what stories yeah. are they telling? Like, what are some of your favorite stories that, that you've heard women, you know, tell you? Um, well, I think it's more like the way that I see it is like kind of coming at sustainability from like a 360 view. So it's not just, I mean, it's just like a variety of topics. So we'll talk to women who have like sustainable businesses. Like there's this one lady I saw you commented on the YouTube channel uh, (laughs) video recently. So I'll use this example. One woman buys t-shirts from 
from like thrift stores and stuff. And she puts her own designs on them and resells them. So it's like, you know, she's, she has a t-shirt business, but she's making it sustainable. You know, like she's using pre-loved items in a new way. And then we'll talk to like, we had a environmental justice lawyer on and, you know, she was talking about what it means to be an environmental justice and like different laws and stuff that can be changed. And I talked to a an indigenous woman who does like food sovereignty. So she has like different gardens and she teaches people how to garden and, you know, just like it's trying to impact how people view the land and, you know, trying to bring them back to being to be self-sufficient and then also just supplying food to people who need it in her community. So, yeah, it's, I mean, it's just a huge variety of topics. Like you never know what you're going to get. <laughs> <laughs> and so we've talked about like we, you know, when we chatted, so what can like someone like me or other people do to assure, cause we talk about representation, right. Mm-hmm. And that's one reason, you know, you started your podcast. And so what can we do to assure that there's more representation in the sustainability in like industry? Like what, you know, what do you think needs to be done to have more diversity? I think first is to acknowledge that people of color, especially indigenous people have been caring for the land long, long before, you know, colonizers and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, people who have a large say in what happens with our planet, you know, so, so indigenous people and people of color typically have the roots within, you know, caring for the land and have the experience with farming, you know, former slaves (laughs) built this, you know, built America and, and sure, indigenous people, I don't know so much about Canada, but I know you guys have a huge indigenous community up there. And, um, you know, like they know, they know the best practices for land and how to get the land back to where it should be in order to, you know, mitigate climate uh, disasters. So first acknowledging that is hugely important. Secondly, is allowing space for people to share their stories and, um, you know, being able to amplify their voices in whatever capacity that you can. Um, And then thirdly, I would say, you know, just supporting, um, you know, people of color and indigenous people with whatever their message is, because, you know, I think that, yeah, I think those are good ways to, to start. Old gods have fallen, and the world descends into turmoil. But amidst nations rallying their armies, a nefarious cult, hellbent on chaos, and the new gods, attempting to seize control of it all, a spark of hope arises. We are the agents of repair, and we vow to contest these evils. To make the world a better place, no matter what stands in our way. Listen to Venture Forth, a D&D podcast across all podcasting platforms. 
And do you feel, you know, I'm going to give you an example. So I was looking up sunscreen and I wanted to do like a TikTok on sunscreen. And I had this person comment on it. The person was not relevant who the person is. So it got me thinking because they said something along the lines of black people can't wear zinc. And I was like, oh my gosh, I never thought like, can they not wear it? They don't want to wear it. Like, have I been like telling people to wear zinc and that's not for their skin type. And I was like, oh my gosh. So I went to two people that I know um, Mm -hmm. that are women of color. And I said, what do you use for sunscreen? I want to have this conversation with you because I want to be inclusive when I'm speaking about these things. Right. So it like opened up my eyes to, wow, (laughs) there is like a need right there, you know? And it was a conversation about not necessarily that women of color don't have access to sunscreen. It was more non-toxic sunscreen (laughs) was a conversation. And so I would love you to touch on that for a minute. I know it's like it, I think it's an important topic because it really opened up my eyes and I was like, okay, so how is a woman of color, like what sunscreen is she using? So for you, do you see like, is it stuff like this that not necessarily gets your blood boiling, but just that there there's not, nece- not that there's not space, but it's not conversations that are happening. Does that make sense? Yeah, that does make sense. And yeah, I would say a lot of things sometimes have been tailored to non-people of color, you know, mm-hmm. so that's definitely an issue, you know, so when we talk about representation, making sure right. that, that every, you know, everyone is represented. But I will also say that within the past, you know, five to 10 years, there have been a lot more, there has been more um, inclusivity, you know, there's, people are definitely trying. And most places are, you know, more considerate of being inclusive, but you know, we're definitely not completely there yet. (laughs) So yeah, I think that just like, it's hard to think about everything from all aspects, you know, I know Mm -hmm. I definitely don't. And, but I think that when you're, when you're doing something and, you know, if you can think about how, you know, maybe it would different differ for people of color, maybe their experience would be different and trying to acknowledge and incorporate that, um, you know, that, that, that would be good. I don't know if I answered your question. No, it's great. And it's like makeup too. Like sometimes you see makeup and you're like, um, not only white people wear makeup. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And I think the thing with um, sunscreen is that I don't, maybe it's the zinc that does it, but usually there's like a white cast, you know, like it has a a white mm, leftoverness on your skin. (laughs) So it's just not cute. Yeah. But there. I have seen more sunscreen for women of color. Like this one called black girl sunscreen mm-hmm. that I have and use. I don't know if it's reef safe though. So, you know, I, there's, I think I looked it up and I think it might be, but that would have to okay. be a Google converse. We'd have to Google that too. Like, 100%. Yes. Um, but yeah, cause I did look that one up. Cause that one was one that people recommended to me as mm-hmm. a really good sunscreen. And, mm-hmm. you know, I bought this sunscreen from this company and it was tinted. And my husband, oh. who is also like white, like me, like 
pretty white and he has hair. He he hates the zinc because the zinc is all in his hair on his chest. And he's like, I hate this stuff. (laughs) Like, I hate it. And so I bought the tinted one and he's like, this is brilliant. Why hasn't this been around for a really long time? He's like, we've been like covering ourselves in zinc when we could have made a tinted one. (laughs) Right, right. Exactly. (laughs) And it's, I love the sunscreen. It's tinted and it has zinc in it, but it's, it's more like a cream and it's organic. And when I put it on my face, I have a glow to my face now, (laughs) which is great. So it's stuff like that. Like companies like you know, they're coming out with the tinted and it's like that, you know, I can wear it and it's not white. So it would probably fit on your, like, it would probably be nice on your skin as well. Right. And it's like, it's these companies kind of thinking outside of themselves. And I think that's sometimes a missing piece. And I'm just as guilty. Like I said, I didn't even think about that. It's thinking like, okay, I'm creating makeup or I'm creating a personal care. Am I being inclusive with that? Or am Mm -hmm. I just thinking of me? (laughs) And Mm -hmm. I think that's such an important conversation. You know, I, like I said, I've seen makeup. I'm like, "Mm, I don't know if everyone can wear that makeup. (laughs) Right. Here are the darker shades. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, hmm. And like, and let's be honest, zinc is like not a good look on anybody to be honest. Like (laughs) my little boy is nine and I buy a zinc based one. And I mean, He's like, when I say pasty white, like he's got bleach blonde hair, super bl- like white, white, white. And like, if he goes out in the sun, he looks like a tomato and Aww. I put it on him and I'm like, it's really, really white. And I'm like, you're wearing it yeah. anyway. You're jumping in the pool, but I can mm-hmm. see how zinc is great for sunscreen, but there has to be like a better way, you know, like making it a tinted, you know? Yeah. So it, yeah. it it, you know, blends into different skin types a lot easier. So I know this wasn't exactly supposed to be the topic of the podcast, but I just, (laughs) I think it's important that these conversations happen. And Mm -hmm. yeah. And for, you know, people to call me out, you know, or behind the scenes go, Hey, Stephanie, um, well, maybe this isn't inclusive. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, like I want people Mm -hmm. to tell me because I want to do better as a person. Right. So, uh, I just think it's important. And it's so important. Yeah. It's important to be open and, um, I don't want to say open to criticism, but just open to suggestions for learning opportunities. You know, that's definitely super important when it comes to inclusivity. Oh, 100% agree. And do you have any creators that you follow on Instagram or YouTube where they are in the sustainability, you know, kind of industry like area that are women of color, indigenous that you're like, you need to follow these women. They're amazing. And you will learn so much from them. Oh, besides um, yourself, of course. Yeah, of course. Besides me. Besides Um, me. Yeah. Well, if you're not following intersectional environmentalists, then definitely follow that account that's run by Green Girl Leah, Leah Thomas. She's, yeah, she's, she's amazing. And also like for vegan and like sustainability things, Ashley Renee is good. I think her Instagram is Hey Ashley Renee. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Janu is really good too. I think that's J-H-A-N-N-E-U. She posts a lot of sustainability and, you know, like hacks and stuff like that. That's that's all I'm coming up with off the top of my <laughs> head. But those are good places to start. So I think everyone needs to, that's listening, needs to obviously go follow Ariel at, at Sustainable Brown Girl, <laughs> first of all. And then, you know, I think we need to like just kind of broaden our horizon. And when we're on social media, not to be in a box, right? Yes. Not to be in a box and just like I'm following, you know, like I'm just going to say myself because I'm white, like white people. And then I'm just getting that version of the story versus opening up my horizon and following other people and learning from people and then growing. Yes. Exactly. And like you said, like more representation, like, and you have some phenomenal people on your podcast, like, and it's to get their voices out and heard. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go listen to more of your podcast episodes because I think yeah. they're so important. I think it's, it's important to have these conversations and right. And so yeah, definitely. there's so many good episodes, like seriously, there's like, yeah, so many different topics and we're going all the way through probably February next year. I've been posting an episode every day, which is like huge for me. And then I'm going to take like a little seasonal break until next summer. But like, there's so many episodes for you guys to catch up on. <laughs> you have enough you have do you post every day in a, a new episode every week every once a week okay um yeah that's amazing and I think you know and the more that you post on like your podcast the more people are like wanting to listen and to hear the stories mm-hmm. that like you're sharing um with other people yes. yeah before exactly. we close off <laughs> the podcast if you could share one of your tips when it comes to sustainability, like that people could be like, oh yes, I can do this today. Like one tip that people could walk away with today. Like your favorite. Um, I would say one tip to be more sustainable is going to be, I would say like reducing your, you know, like your, your impact is like, I don't, that's so broad, but I think like having a mind shift, mindset shift <laughs> with realizing that you can make a difference. Cause I know a lot of people feel like, oh, I'm just one person, you know, what, you know, what difference can I really make? And I think the biggest difference that you can make is to be an example to your circle, even if it's just like your family at home. I think you know, like being an example, like realizing that you care about the trash you're creating and, you know, the impact that you're having on the planet. Like if you make a couple switches at home and your family sees that, maybe they won't make the switch right away, but it's on their mind and they're thinking about it. And by being that example, you are having a huge impact. So I would say, you know, like just continue leading by example, no matter how big or small your reach is, you know, to, to just keep going forward. That's great. Thank you so much. And if people are looking for you on social media, um, I'm going to post everything in the show notes. So you'll be able to find Ariel um, all over social media, but I'd like you to just kind of mention like, where can people find you um, on social media and your website? 
Yeah. So on Instagram, it's sustainable brown girl. You can check out our website where I post, you know, like all of the podcast episodes and show notes and such on sustainablebrowngirl.com. And YouTube channel is Sustainable Brown Girl, where I post all the video interviews of the podcast. And if you want to follow my personal journey (laughs) on YouTube is Naturally Mermaid and on Instagram, Naturally underscore Mermaid. That's perfect. So thank you. Thank you so much for, for coming on today. I really appreciate it. Yes, it was such a pleasure. Thanks, Stephanie. You're welcome. So for more sustainable living inspirations, there's a couple of podcasts that you might want to check out. Number 39 is Easy Cloth Diapering Without the Stress with Lacey Weaver. Uh, Episode number 31, What's Really Hiding in Your Home with Lonnie Brown. Episode 30, Changing the Fashion Game with Camille Lee. And that is who Ariel was talking about at the very beginning. (laughs) And episode number 28, Environmental Justice and Veganism with Isaias Fernandez. You can stay connected with me on Instagram and TikTok at This is Stephanie Moram. Don't forget to subscribe to the Green Junkie podcast on the platform you're listening on. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next Tuesday, Green Junkie.